So welcome to Soul Centered. I am Baruch Halevi. I'm with Ariella, and we are here back in action to talk to you today on this podcast and what we're calling Let's Get Spiritually Messy, because these are chaotic and messy times. And I think something we both see over and over again is that the people we work with tend to think there's something wrong with the messiness, that it shouldn't be such a difficult, challenging, painful process, this thing called getting soul-centered and spiritual development. And in fact, as we're going to talk about today, that's exactly the sign that you're on the right path. Yeah, and I think also what we're going to talk about too is like when you're in the messiness of life, can you stay in it? Can you really just stay in that messiness? And it is not easy. So we're excited to dive in with you today. Uh, we are soul-centered, a healing center. Um, and we are going through our own uh, chrysalis. And we're going to talk about what that means to be in a cocoon and come out as a butterfly. And so um, we wanted to talk about just kind of why we haven't been on for a while and what we're going through in our own little cocoon separately together. Oh my God, I feel like you're going to announce like we're getting divorced or there's something big happening. It's like nothing big. Uh, No, we're just kind of going through it. It was a little messy. It's been a little messy. It's been a little messy. Um, But you know what? And we'll talk about this, like out of the messiness comes great transformation. So we'll talk about it. Start. Um, Well, you know, it's not just us. That's the thing. You know, you're listening to this. This has been the messiest time of at least our life. Uh, Maybe if you were around during, you know, the World War II period, seems like that was the last such a messy time. But it's, it's hard not to absorb the chaos, you know, messy chaos of the world right now, politically and socially and economically and physically, health-wise. I mean, it just the list goes on and on. And I, what I've seen in, in our clients and the people we're building community with and also in our own life is that it's been a wearing down process. And I think the wearing down is a good thing. It's, it's natural. We get to a place where we're more vulnerable and open. And I know I certainly have been in my professional life really just being vulnerable and open to, you know, why am I here? What do I want to do? And I think that's part of the beauty of a chaotic, intense time is that you just get tired after battle after battle after battle. And you get to this point where I surrender and it's thy will, not my will. Yeah, I mean, I think this time has been particularly, obviously, chaotic. And I think one of the challenges is that it doesn't end. You know, I think when we were in 2020, we thought, well, let's just get through 2020. Everybody said, oh, wait till 2020 is done and and then it'll be over. And I think a lot of us, ourselves included, thought, well, let's just let's just hold out and we'll just sit in our in our bubble with our family in quarantine and we'll be in this and then and then we'll just go back. We, I, we, I really think that that's part of understanding when you really are in chaos is sometimes there is no way out of the chaos. And yeah, and we've been kind of sitting in our own personal chaos, our own bubble of, of what, who are we and what are we doing and professionally and personally and energetically it's a big, big time. And so for some of us, we're going to look at this time as a time where we can't control anything, a time where there's so much negativity. I had someone say to me the other day, you know, the world is falling apart and we are going to hell. 
And I thought, wow, if I, if I walked around that way all day long, I would never get out of bed because that would bring me down. But really that's what a lot of us think. And, and of course we have times when we think like, I don't know if I can get through this, but the energy of, I think there's two energy in the energies in the world right now. One is the world is falling apart. And the other is the world is waking up. And what camp are you going to be in? Um, we won't go down this rabbit hole, but there is this idea energetically of a 3D world versus a 5D world. I don't know if you've heard of that. 3D world is kind of like what you see is exactly what is happening, which means if you see that the world is falling apart, then the world is falling apart. 5D is to step back and really see that there is a spiritual message and support and growth happening that is trying to push us to another level of transformation. But, and we can talk a little bit about the butterfly. Like I, I think we both liken this to a butterfly and its growth and the caterpillar and it's, and it's becoming the butterfly is really, it doesn't just happen. Like you wake up and you're magically different. It is, it is sometimes a very painful uh, realization that you have to go through. And part of why this is important, partially because when I guide people and they have a framework of, it's not supposed to be this way, right? I want a spiritual conscious, you know, life of just illumination and connection. And it's not supposed to be this way. And that really is hard when you believe that it's not supposed to be this way. Therefore, I'm doing something wrong or something's wrong out there, as opposed to no, the chaos is part of the equation. The chaos is part of the reality. And Kabbalah talks about um, it all begins in chaos. And out of chaos, well, I love the word um, emergency, right? Emergency at the core is emerging, emergent. What emerges out of this chaos? Now, that's where, you know, we have some power. We have agency. We get to decide partially what's going to be born out of this chaos. Partially, we don't. And we just give up and we surrender control. But partially, we do have a voice. And when you start with the chaos, is the, it's the ingredients. It's the pot. It's the mix that I get to work with and be a part of. That changes the, the journey. It's not just love and light, love and light, love and light. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I want to challenge you a little and bit. And then we're going to come back to the butterfly. Okay, I want to challenge you for a second. So I understand what you're saying. And when when everything's good, like that's all right. Like I see it as a transformation and we kind of go from dark to light. And But when you're in, and you know, we both have kind of been in and out of the thick of things over the last few months. And when we're really in it, um, I think what happens to a lot of us is that we lose our sense of like where the light is and it gets kind of like, I feel like sometimes we're in a washing machine, like we're on a spin cycle and it's dark in there in that washing machine, you know, you've been watching and it smells. <laughs> <laughs> we have a smelly washing machine, we've got a mold problem. So we're working through that, but it's a metaphor. <laughs> for the, the yes. journey while Ariel recovers. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> threw that at me. Okay, so anyways, normally it doesn't smell, but we have a washing machine issue. <laughs> okay, so what happens when you're in that darkness and that spin cycle is that you don't really see your way out. And so I always, when, when I'm working on my healing sessions, we talk a lot about support and what does it mean to have 
uh, support as you go through this process. And what I'm finding is a lot of, I mean, myself included, is that when we are in that washing machine, when we're in the spin cycle, let's be on the bloopers reel. <laughs> when we're in it, oh, you just, you just smell. <laughs> Sorry. No, but when we're in it, we don't feel like we have support and we feel lost. It's true. <laughs> to, I don't know if we're going to go back and cut this out or this should be well received. But um, no, but you're not challenging me all that much because I resonate with whatever you're saying. And I would say the shift happens for me when I'm in the darkness is to realize that light that you're talking about isn't just out there. It is out there and healers and guides and friends and confidants. But it's in here. I mean, that's Kabbalist, Kabbalah 101, is that there are sparks buried in the darkness. And that if you believe that it's only dark and there's nothing here but darkness, but chaos, but bad, then you're not going to look here, right? But you need to start where you stand and say, there must be sparks here because it's supposed to be this way because this is how the universe is made. Yeah. And I think the the challenge with that is that when... Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, you know, when I'm, when I'm going around in my world and I'm, I'm interacting with people and I'm listening to my podcast and I'm keeping myself up and in the light, I'm good. And I can see past, like, this is all there is. And then I go to bed at night and I'm all alone. And, and then her darkness takes over because what happens is that when we, we we get that support on the outside which is wonderful and we all need to support each other but when in the in the spaces in the dark when you're i mean really i always think about it as you're going to sleep like it is alone even if you have someone next to you you're you're going to sleep in your in your body and that's when those little like doubts come up or big doubts that's when panic can set in that's when that's when the the darkness really starts to overcome us and so what you're saying is like spirit source is inside of there. Right. Like that, like the podcast and the connection and the reaching out is wonderful. And we all need spiritual tools because I would be lost without my spiritual tools. But when push comes to shove, do we have a place inside of us where we can find that light? And that's what, you know, the daytime, so to speak, literally, but also figuratively is about is, is acquiring the tools and the connections and developing the readiness and the ability while it's light so that when it's dark, we aren't starting from scratch. We aren't um, trying to just figure it out in the dark, but we've spent the time. I was thinking about this today. I had a, a medical procedure, not a big deal, but I was there and it was treated, you know, like whether it's a big deal or not a big deal, you're in the gown. You have to get in the gown. You're pushed down on the gurney. I was you pushed were? down the hall on the gurney. And like, it was a total, I was like, I can walk. He's like, no, you, I can't let you walk. So I went through this process of, you know, I could have been there for something very serious and this could be the end one day, you know, God willing, not many years from now, it will be. And I was thinking, I need to prepare for this. Like I need to journal write more. I know that's my go-to. I'm going down, push down the hall on a gown and journal. I got to journal more. I want to meditate more. I want so that when I come to this crisis crossroads, I feel like I can stand in it yes. and not run from it. And that's, I think, what the daytime prepares us for the nighttime. Yes. So 
very strangely, we had the same medical procedure exactly a week apart. And I was not wheeled down in a gurney, but I had the same hospital gown on. I was totally fine. But still, it's like you sit in there in the hospital and you're having a procedure and you think, am I, am I prepared for this? And it's funny because for me, I tell myself that I'm not. But when I was in that procedure, all I did was I, I, to the point where the technician said, are you calming your heart rate down on your, like, do you have power to do that? Because your heart rate is really low. And I said, yes, I have magical abilities. <laughs> but honestly, when it, when it comes to those kinds of procedures, I can slow my heart rate down. I really can. And so, but what I attribute to that is I do get scared in the dark. I do actually have a fear of the dark, like my children. And, but still in that moment, all I did was pray, 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 bring the light in, bring source in. I call it God. That's all I did was like, like, it was like a test to say, see Ariella, you aren't alone. You just have to remember who you are inside of those scary, scary moments. And they're scary. So it's the name of your favorite book with the worst title. What's your favorite pop quiz? Your favorite book with the world's worst title. Oh my God. I don't know. This you, is a funny you, podcast. No, you, you're going to know. It's, this is real and you are totally oh, unprepared by yes. Rabbi Alan Liu of Blessed of course, Memory. My favorite book. This is real and you are totally unprepared, which is like, it's actually a great title because I remember it, but it's like, what is it? But he's actually nailing it. He's just wrong, right? He's challenging us. Mm -hmm. This is real. So you better get totally prepared, right? And what's real, not all the noise, all the drama, all the stuff of the day that has its place, right? We don't live on a mountaintop just contemplating our navel, but that's there to prepare us for what is ultimately real. And what is ultimately real is when you're pushed on the gurney on that final run down the hall, when that time comes and you have spent your life, right? Healing from the inside out, then it changes the chaos, right? Then the chaos is supposed to be this way. It has to be this way. And it's not an end. It's a beginning. It's the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Right. So for those of you out there that say, I, well, I haven't prepared. I don't know what you're talking about. When I'm in the dark, I'm scared of the dark. I'm in the dark. And I think about our kid who's like constantly seeing monsters in his dreams and he's terrified of the dark. And so those monsters are real. And so if you feel like you're the type of person that's saying here, I'm not prepared, this is real and I'm totally unprepared. So stop and just, and just feel that you may not feel prepared, but that is why, like, like, like B was saying, there's, there's things, there's tools in the daytime to help you get there. And we never feel fully prepared. And the whole point of life is to get prepared. But the first, the first step is to stop. And what does it mean to stop? It means to literally feel inside of what the chaos is because when we want to push the chaos away that's when the chaos comes on stronger it's like if you're in a tsunami or if you're in a no if you're if you're in a wave right if you're in the ocean do you fight against the tide or do you go with it you know when you're body surfing the whole point of body surf is to go with the wave if you go against it you're going to crash into it so the first step is to stop and admit that I don't know what I'm doing. And that is a portion of surrendering. Yes. And, you know, when I work with people, 
because we work with people across kind of the spiritual development spectrum. People who this is brand new and people who are spirit, right. spirit junkies. And, but the truth is, is how could my, one of my most favorite mystical texts of all time is that Winnie the Pooh line of you are stronger than you think, right? It's much longer than that, but that's essentially what it is, is you are stronger than you think. And when you talk, when I talk to people who this is new to, and we start looking at, is it true that you're totally unprepared? You know, have you handled crisis? And everybody has handled crisis. You're still above ground. You know, every day there's crises and you have a strength and it doesn't come from without you. It doesn't come from having the right, you know, person by your side or profession or fill in the blank. It always comes down to an inner resilience, an inner strength, a capacity, and it's in there. Right. And you've tapped it before. What we're talking about is having greater capacity to draw on it, like turn it up and down like a volume dial, but it's in there. Right. So the whole, just kind of talking about like energy, the whole energy of this, we're in October 4th right now. And the whole point of this journey that we're on through COVID and politics and just the upheaval, the chrysalis of life is to start really looking at the way that you connect, right? And, and part of what B is saying is that it is a, it's an energetic time to start connecting. So if you haven't done it yet, again, we work with people who are on the spectrum of, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm interested to, wow, totally. I feel my guides. I can feel spirit. Let's go farther and everything in between. And so you're, you're, job right now in this chaos is to start looking around and saying to yourself, where am I supported? And that goes deeper than, yes, it's like the first stage is out in the world and friends. And the next stage is like to support each other and then to feel supported within us. And we always talk about this relationship with spirit. And sometimes it comes from, you know, going outside and being in nature. And sometimes it comes from, uh, a, a prayer book. And sometimes it comes from just, you know, meditation, but what works for you is what is best, but it's about cultivating it. Like you said, before you get on the gurney and you're, you know, you're going down that path in life, like where can, how can you start here and now to be in that darkness and that chaos? And how can you start today? And that's our, I think that's the, the whole point is like, start somewhere. And also another starting point is to know that, you know, if you're feeling the chaos, if you're feeling the overwhelm, if you're on the gurney, so to speak, and you're on trial and, and trauma, that that's a starting point that, that they're, you know, when I work with people who um, have chaos, it's a good starting point because chaos is energy and energy. This is like physics 101. It just, it's neither created nor destroyed. It changes forms. So we help you change or harness the energy. And then it becomes less chaotic. But you're using the same energy of whatever crisis you're going through. Maybe it's a divorce, right? And it's, a, it's hell. Going through divorce, I haven't been through it, thank God. But I've counseled enough people to know that in some ways it's worse than death. Mm -hmm. Because death is black and white for people. But divorce is gray. And navigating that with the person who has rejected you or whatever it might be, that, but that's energy. And instead of making the energy go away, because you can't make it go away, but you can harness it. That's very different than apathy. I have a hard time working with people who are apathetic. And by and large, they don't come to us because they're apathetic. 
And if you don't have that energy to work with, there's just a stillness and a quietness and a nothingness that can be there. So the chaos isn't bad. It's the beginning point. What you do with it, right? That's the question. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think of like the tumbling inside the chrysalis and that tumbling is energy, you know, and inside of that chrysalis when you're, I mean, I, I looked it up and the, the chrysalis is an ugly. Chrysalis is a cocoon, by the way. I didn't actually know that. Oh, really? I mean, I, I, I learned that. it recently, but oh. it's a fancy word for a butterfly cocoon. cocoon. Right. You're in this cocoon. And I know that, you know, life can feel like it. I mean, we're in a cocoon right now. If you feel that, like we want to go to concerts. Our kids just went to concerts. We want to have fun. We want to be normal. And there's this little piece of us. that's like, no, no, no. You still have to be careful. You have to be, you can't be fully normal. Yeah. But the, but the cocoon, this is the problem. Our society thinks, and when you say that chrysalis or cocoon, I think day spa, I think slumber party. I think like, oh, that's nice. We, I was going to say, we looked up the meaning of what it means to be in a cocoon. It's disgusting. Right. It's, it's <laughs> the caterpillar is breaking down. It's dying. It's enzymes. It's, it's producing enzymes through its hormones. It's actually devouring itself. It it's, it's changing at a cellular level. It's a painful process. It's a messy process. It's an ugly process. It's a necessary process. Right. And that's the point is that when you're in that, it doesn't mean you're not in the chrysalis or the cocoon. The cocoon isn't a, ah, oh, this is a nice breather. No. This is a, a kick your ass, right? Transform from physical to spiritual. By the way, the word psyche is Greek, or sorry, the word butterfly in ancient Greece is psyche. And what they meant by it is not the brain, but psyche is the soul. Isn't that interesting? The butterfly is the soul, but it only gets there through the icky, ooey, gooey, painful, creepy, crawly stuff. Right. They're not mutually exclusive. They're both and. And inside of that kind of disgusting, painful transformation are a lot of our old wounds that are coming up because we are being triggered. The majority of, I mean, all of us are leaders I mean, down to, you know, us, we are all being triggered by our old wounds in this lifetime by definitely our ancestral wounds. You don't think for a second that our ancestors have not gone through this process at some time in their lives. Of course, pandemic, Holocaust, famine, war. We've talked about this before. Um, our, our, our world is triggered right now. So you can be talking to somebody about what they're going through, but if you read behind the lines, like behind the scene is all of their childhood inner child wounds coming up, all of their abandonment issues coming up, all of their health fear of death. Really? I mean, that's really when you, when it comes down to it, it is fear of death. I mean, I have it and a lot of my old wounds have come up. And so, so it's an introduction or it's an, sorry, it's an invitation to look at your beliefs and where your beliefs come from. You know, I saw my mom pass away in a really difficult, challenging way. She lost her belief. She was put through the ringer so much so that she, she had to, I guess, let go of her belief and she had a strong one to begin with. And so what I saw was, was pain. And it, I, of course, have 
painful memories of that. And so what happens when I'm on that gurney is that that comes up for me and whatever comes up for you is your, your trigger, your wounds, your backstory. So what the invitation is, is inside of that cocoon, that messy stuff is to say, well, I can just get totally panicked and have a panic attack. Or I could just say, holy cow, this is bringing up my mom's stuff. And then you go back in time and you realize this is more than your mom's stuff. This is your grandparents' stuff. This is your great-great-great-grandparents. This is this goes back in time to people we didn't even know that also panicked. That was a they they, they triggered something triggered in them. And so our invitation inside of this tumultuous chaos is to stop and pay attention to what the messages are that are being brought up so you can work on this belief and move forward in a healthier way. And I'll just end on my side by saying, and it's not just you healing yourself, it's you healing those who come after you, who learn how to handle the chrysalis, the cocoon, the chaos by watching you by being a part of your life and you're healing them and they're healing the next generation and the next generation, as you say, seven lines, seven uh, generations down the line, we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And I think that's an important part of navigating the chaos is realizing, like you said, you're not alone, not in the world around you, even if you have to go through it ultimately on your own, on your own gurney, you're still supported and you're part of something that came before you and you're part of something, even if you don't have biological children comes after you because we all influence the people who come after us. And so you're doing this work for yourself, but you're doing it for so much more than just yourself. Right. And it's, and, and we spread this out throughout the world as we do this work. And I think as we, as we kind of sum it up, I think a, a lot of us, I mean, I would say the majority of us want control. And we want to know that things are going to be okay. And so that's when we start to control our world, then we are, the invitation is to go underneath the control and look at the fear. And typically it is when it comes down to it, it's the fear of dying or it's the fear of leaving others, but it is a fear. And so again, stop, drop and feel into what is going on and why you are being triggered and why you feel alone and then cultivate an awareness, get help and, and, and cultivate that awareness to start to feel spirit inside of you, inside and outside of you. And that is the antidote to this chaos. So we have a few ways that people can start to get connected to this healing process. And I'm going to tell them real quickly before we wrap up. One of the ways is through um, the healing circles that uh, Ariella has initiated here at um, Soul Centered and they're online, also probably here in Denver, but certainly online for anybody who's looking for healing. You wanna talk a little bit about healing? Sure, sure. So this is a new um, circle that I've introduced. It's complimentary. And it's a way for you not only to get to know me and get to know the work that I do, but also to get your, um, to get supported, to receive divine and intuitive guidance. Um, part of what we do in the circle is not only energy work. So it is calming the body because a lot of us have so much stress that and anxiety that we're living with. So part of it is part energy work to help you calm the energy in your body and also to, to understand that you're not alone in this. So you'll hear from other people that they are struggling too. And what I do is I help 
to see the shared message of the group and tap into my guides and to divine guidance and my team to give you some of those answers that you're searching for, but also to give you guidance to help you know that you're not alone. So I hope you join us. You can find that pretty soon on our new website coming up very, very soon. That's been part of the process over the past Part of our transformation. Um, We have a new website coming out very soon. And on that, and probably in our Facebook group also, you will be able to sign up for that complimentary healing circle. So jump over to mysoulcenter.org. Check us out. Shoot us an email, info at mysoulcenter.org. Stay tuned for lots of great things. Don't forget our programs um, that can help you transform your chaos and harness it um, as you find your way in life, carry the fire, your sacred body, and choose your own way and new programs coming. So those are for anybody and everybody on the program page. And until the next time. Namaste, everyone. Salam and peace.